let them take you back to the golden era. Hey guys, welcome to an all new episode of the Golden Era podcast. I am one of the hosts, Ramon. I'm actually it's my first time doing this intro. So I'm actually having a lot of fun now. I feel like all the spotlights on me. <laughs> but anyways, um, we have a very special episode for you guys tonight. We do have a special guest. But before I go ahead and introduce my special guest, let me go ahead and introduce you to our other hosts on the panel. Go ahead and say what's up, guys. Hold hey, you. what's going on? You're doing amazing, sweeties. <laughs> <laughs> great job oh god so can we just say y'all this month has been a decade and a half for for real (laughs) like i don't know what the hell's going on this country but can it not i turn 25 next friday like i'm trying to make it to 25 oh my god is that actually oh wow i turn 27 on wednesday like next wednesday so like it's crazy (laughs) oh lord happy happy early birthday Maybe early birthday, but anyways, yes. before we go ahead, before we go ahead and dive into everything, the crazy and chaos and pandemonium that is our life as we know it now, unfortunately, <laughs> um, Jose, Jake, I know you guys are with us today, and I'm so excited um, that everyone's here. Well, at least for the most part, we do have uh, one person who's not joining us tonight, Chastity. Um, she's a little little bit under the weather tonight, but hopefully, next episode should be good to go, and we can't wait to have her back. Don't but, uh, worry, she doesn't have COVID, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cookout gave her the wrong tray, but that's really <laughs> I'm, Oh, Cookout. We got out there. <laughs> I've actually never yes. had Cookout. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. I don't, we don't have those in Florida. I've never had hookah. Yeah, they definitely have hookahs in Florida. I have done them in Florida. Uh, what, cookout. Cookout. Not, cookout. cookout. No, 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 no. Not hookah. He said Cookout. <laughs> oh, not Cookout. Hookah. Oh, I heard Hookah. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, Ramon, you know who <laughs> has had Cookout, though? Who? Our special guest from the Ring the Bell YouTube channel and the host of Tops and Bottoms, Joey Mayberry. Uh, that's me. I haven't been called special since grade school. Thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for oh. coming, Joey. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I was telling um, DS and Phil last night where we were chatting after the live stream. I'm like, I get to do this tomorrow. It's going to be so much fun. Oh my god! How did the live stream go? I DS like text me about it, but I was putting together furniture, so it's not. If you've seen Ring the Bell live streams before, you'll know that we have a special friend named David, and David's one of my favorite people in the world. And he decided to show up at DS's house, and he was obliterated because that's peak David. Oh my god! Wait, did he have a Charlotte robe on? He did not have a Charlotte robe on, but he had a Charlotte attitude that he was talking with. And oh. there were some debates that got sparked on that. And Ooh. I feared for David's life at one point via the looks that Chris Riddle was giving him. <laughs> oh. And as someone who's been on the receiving end of a Chris Riddle look, can I? it just doesn't end well. It usually ends with a sit-out face buster. Probably. I at one point he sent me a DM and he was like, "Thank you for acknowledging my look." And I was like, "You're so welcome." (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh god. But other than that, it was a lot of fun. A lot of tea was spilt last night. Ooh, as always. Mm -hmm. Love some tea. Love it. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, 
I'm personally very happy to hear everyone is doing well um, with everything overall. Um, it has been a crazy month, um, and but also a very important month, I think we should stress also, um, you know, bringing awareness to a lot of issues that I think haven't really been discussed. Um, so I'm personally very happy to see um, a lot of um, black rights um, topics coming up. Um, I think these protests have been amazing. Um, and I love seeing people use their voice um, and speaking out. And I just think it's great to see like a lot of awareness. And it's even better to see like a lot of like performers who we wouldn't, like I think there's definitely been a few, like I've been like, oh, okay, like they're trash, who have actually said some positive yeah, things about all. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, no, she didn't. She said anything possible. She's just like, I, did, did you watch the one live stream? I was like, where she yeah. was talking Wait, are we talking about the one with Shelton or the one with Crystal? I'm talking about the one with Crystal, where Crystal <sighs> visibly pulls her eyes at her. <laughs> you can tell There's she wasn't with feeling Crystal. her. Oh, no. <laughs> no way. Looking at me. Um, but... but I, like particularly like Randy Orton, someone I never like really cared for much. Um, I was actually very surprised to see him speak publicly on it. So um, I think it's great. Um, there's a lot of really great resources out there. Um, so even if you can't make a protest, like I personally, I can't go to the protests. Um, my husband works with HIV patients, so no go for me. But I've been doing my best to like educate people who could use education, educating myself, because I'm not well-versed as well-versed as I'd want to be. So take this time to educate yourselves. If you can donate, there's a lot of great causes out there. So just, you know, be informed, be aware of what's going on. Um, Cause I, I, there's so much not everyone knows about it. So I'm, I'm just very happy to see this attention being put on such an important issue and people's voices being heard. No, definitely. And, I mean, it's been well an said. issue in this country for, I mean, the last 60 years for certain. So I know if people are looking for ways to get involved locally, uh, stay tuned at the end of the episode because I have a little announcement to make in regards to something like that. Yeah. And kind of keeping on the train, uh, I know DS, our lovely friend DS at Ring the Bell, did have a chance to interview Miss Crystal Marshall. So, so if much you're tea. feeling like it, so go check it out after this episode. So I love <laughs> Uh, like so many of the topics they did the um project runway and i would love that episode so i was so happy they discussed it was, it's just good just go go do it um, okay can, speaking of project runway can i just throw something into the universe to hope that it happens can we please have a wwe female rupaul's drag race challenge because i need that in my life you know how has that not happened at this point in life like <laughs> i have no idea I think uh, the closest thing we got was a China Snatch game uh, yeah. by Cameron Michaels, but yeah. Oh, no. Season four, they did some stuff with the knockouts and Joey Ryan. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. It I just think... wasn't very good. <laughs> oh, which I mean, knockouts did they use? Hmm? Which Wait, knockouts? No, I don't think it was knockouts. I, I thought know. it was just Joey Ryan. Wait a minute. Hold on. Was it just? I wanted to say Madison Rain, if I'm not wrong. Wrestling challenge. You guys are gonna like. I'm gonna get so much like flack for this, but I've still have yet to watch an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's so. It's okay, <laughs> Ramon. I don't watch it either. Um, and all of my gay friends do. Like literally, I was. I went to um play uh kickball with them this weekend, and they're like, "Oh, so did you watch RuPaul?" I was like, "For the 800th time, no." I just yeah, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I blame my sister for me getting into Drag Race, honestly. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I'm familiar. I've seen a few, like, clips and stuff like that. And, like, it looks entertaining. But my thing is just, like, you know, honestly, the only shows I can actually get into and watch on a consistent basis, I'm not even, like, wrestling at this point for me, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I love me some, like, true crime. Um, Killing Eve is amazing. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. So it's just like, I don't know. No one's died yet on RuPaul, so I can't get into it. So you need to, like, have, like, a murder of some kind for me to follow. So no, there was a photo murder that happened in RuPaul. Her name is Sherry Pie, and she was murdered across oh, every social oh, media platform. I did platform. hear about that. I did hear about that. That was bad. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but I prefer them not to, like, have, like, Manipulative pedophilia vibes and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. Oh, so I think that's a qualification with me for anything. Like, uh, I prefer anything to not have pedophilic vibes. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, I mean, well, leave me at the bus stop and call me. Uh, for Roxy Andrews. Thank well, you. See, you, she wasn't here to make it clear. God. <laughs> Speaking of things that don't have pedophilia vibes, we are talking about the 2004 women's division tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <A> transition. <laughs> I don't even need to talk anymore. I can walk out the door just hearing that. That was fantastic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I'm proud of this, guys. It only took, what, 10 minutes to get on topic for an hour? Right. I mean, um, <laughs> this, this, this entire podcast has been brought to you by Head & Shoulders. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I just say, guys, so, like, when we were putting this week's together, like, I when I think of this era in time, I always thought, like, oh, my God, the girls were doing, like, nothing. And then, like, when we're, like, looking at it, I'm like, holy shit, like, everyone was busy, actually. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's just, I I'm at work earlier, go from zero messages to 14 in, like, 30 seconds. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and it was crazy because I, I the the message that I sent earlier in the day, um, it was like a good like a half page worth of stuff, and that was only for Raw. And then Jake Jake's like, no 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 no, we forgot all this stuff for SmackDown. I was like, wait, all this stuff happened? What is what in the world? I'm not gonna lie. See, I was always like, I loved Raw, but I was always more of the SmackDown person because honestly, you guys know I love like a diva storyline. And SmackDown was plentiful in them. So, you know, I was paying attention to them. I was seeing what Nydia was doing with her gum. I was seeing what Tori was doing, what outfit she was going to wear, Sable's tits. You know, that's where I was at. (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, but we'll talk about Raw first. (laughs) So, I believe that's a the last episode we ended was at, was it the Battle of the Sexes uh, for Armageddon? Yes, it was. And so we made our way into, well, Jake, I'm pretty sure you can take this week. I think you remember this probably more than I do. <laughs> yes. So, um, all right. So, yeah, Battle of the Sexes ended, um, which really honestly would have been a really appropriate way for Nikki Bella's gender reveal. They should have had, like, another, like, intergender match. But anyway, they didn't. <laughs> it's a boy. But anyway. That's a great so, idea. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, wow. So, Molly. Ali is the women's champion at Armageddon. She also defended her title against Ivory, who I believe this was like Ivory's last real title shot um, because they slowly started to transition her into like doing more of like an announcing type role, which she was great at, by the way. Um, I love Ivory. So 
did, did they do that for a reason or like or like i don't i don't i never understood did they just kind of like just say hey we think you'll be better off here and they just completely took out of the ring like entirely I think it was just like an ageist thing to be honest um because mm-hmm. like ivory i think was like maybe like 40s at that point um or late 30s at least um so just like j- going back to that mindset like it's different now like women can be virtually any age but to still be like able to go in the ring back then it was definitely more a division based on looks and ivory was not by any means like losing her look she was gorgeous but they were probably like you know what like people might be able to tell you're a little older than like some of these girls we have coming in who are in the early 20s so you know we're going to transition you and i actually i do appreciate though that they tried to find the spot for her um because i really liked ivory and she probably was one of their better talkers so oh yeah why not see what Mm -hmm. she can do behind the mic you know um yeah so ivory was out of the title picture but actually honestly probably for the best though her gears were starting to get a little fugly um (laughs) but uh they weren't fugly they were just really basic (laughs) i was like what happened like because i actually used to love ivory's gears and then like towards the end it was just like shit what material do we have left back here well, I mean, what did they have before Fashion Nova when Candace Michelle exhausted that cat? Charlotte Roos. What did they wear? Charlotte Roos. Charlotte Roos. <laughs> oh, she probably went to Dots in town to see what they had. Damn. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Poor girls. My um, or maybe went to like Baby Gap, like Terry Ronald's t shirts. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, so Molly um, is the women's champion, you know. You think as the women's champion, you're at the top of the division. Wrongo, Victoria, who recently turned face, just a little unexplained, um, is hot on she her trail. She, lo- she loves to dance. She's energetic. She's a she's a wild girl. Um, so anyway, she's so Victoria, she's lo- <laughs> <laughs> side note, like whenever we get to those. I just love the one where she's at like some old lady boutique and she's like loving life. I'm like, who the fuck is loving life in like this like old lady like granny boutique? Like, <laughs> shut up. Like, oh my but... god, I remember those vignettes like clear as day. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so Victoria, you know, it looks like she's actually going to get a title shot against Molly, but Test takes her out with a big boot. Now, Test is like, you know roid rage angry like stacy left him he's pissed so he takes out victoria after a match with stephen richard so victoria's title shot is postponed so molly you know she goes on to face trish because trish is essentially their go-to um that turns into a double team from jazz and molly on trish um and jericho comes out to save her now this goes on for a little bit actually like jericho saves her from women a few times, which, like, I was a little like, huh, okay. This would be a great opportunity to have Lita come out, but all right. Um, so, anyway, but, uh, so, yeah, so that they're continuing that storyline, but Molly Holly is still, you know, kind of being thrown every which way, but Victoria is still the main focus of um, her, you know, feuds right now um and they have a match on the kickoff show at the royal rumble 2004 where victoria defeats her now it's so funny because they actually made an action figure of victoria from this match and i think it was one of her gears in one of the video games um 
the Dreamcast ones, I think. The ones that no, no, no. Uh, so that one was, um, and that's the one where they gave her the entrance, the dancing entrance for. I think it was a uh, Day of Reckoning. It was a day of reckoning. Day of reckoning for the GameCube. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, that's what they did. The game that only had the... four women in it. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a bad year for like because the, the roster for the SmackDown game that year sucked too. Like I think that one was only like five what? or six. Wait, because I'm trying to think. No, because 2004. That was right before. I think that came the, out. The, this would be the game that came out at the end of 2004 for the day oh, of reckoning. Smackdown, Smackdown versus, versus Raw. Raw. Yeah, because this was the one Lita was left off of. I didn't buy that one. <laughs> you, you made a wise choice. Um, uh, so, but anyway, so Victoria, you know, she beats Molly Holly at the Royal Rumble kickoff, and she's in line for a title shot. So what do you guys think about this, like, rando push for Victoria all of a sudden face? Do you think it flowed naturally, or do you think it was kind of like, what the fuck? But like, honestly, I was uh, I was just so happy that she was getting like some sort of shine, and like it was weird to still her still see her do the the psycho kind of you know crazy chick. But at the same yeah. time, too, people were like, she was AJ Lee before AJ Lee was AJ Lee. <laughs> like she did crazy better than anyone. And uh, to touch base to touch base on that match, um, I love the ending of that match where she like I guess kind of crotches Molly on the on the top rope oh and kind of flips that. her over yeah. into the widow's peak. And I was like, oh, to this day, it's one of my favorite spots. I think that she's done in a match period. And also, Molly sold the fuck out of that too. I don't oh, think I've ever so seen good. anyone snap like a rubber band like that, other than maybe Christy Hemi. You know, I never no. thought of Molly as like, it, and not that she wasn't, but like Molly just like never crossed my mind as like being like an amazing seller. Like, mm-hmm. and like going back, like I'm like watching. So I actually just pulled a clip for um, a Today in History later this week on for our Twitter. And she took a Stone Cold Stunner. And I was like, oh shit, she's still that good. I'm like, why am I not crediting her enough? For, like, oh, it's just because I- Molly's naturally universally underrated. I don't know how yeah. it happened, but sh- across the board, we don't really give Molly Holly the credit she deserves at all. No, you're right. Agreed. Like, even her stuff in WCW was really fucking good. Mona. Mona. <laughs> I don't know her. Barefoot in a ball gown, just she doing... She was wearing hands- some shit from the Charlotte Ruse and Dev there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Prom section. Party city. <laughs> yeah, she was going for Charlotte Ruse. It was actually Burlington Coat Factory. Lord. So anyway, so Victoria, you know... Hot on the trails of Molly, loving it, loving life. Uh, but you know who's oh. not loving life, guys? <sighs> Nydia. Yeah. She's blind as fuck on SmackDown. Um, so as we know, she got misted in the face. Now, don't you guys kind of just, like, love, like, if this is what happened to everyone who got misted, if they were just, like, blind for months, like... <laughs> Everyone was just blind on the roster. Like for I mean, months. can I get like, misted now so I don't have to watch the product? <laughs> oh. oh, so you're not watching the product? I'm still watching the greatest wrestling match right now. It's still going. <laughs> it's been 84 <laughs> years. Yeah. Was it just how long about that? Like I had it on, but I was like not paying attention to it. It had to be uh, at least a half hour. No, it was longer. Oh, than no, it was an hour. Was, look, an hour. It was like I went back and watched it in. twice for tops and bottoms. It was an hour and five minutes, I think. Woo! Oh my god! The moral of the story is: in 2020, no one needs a Broadway. 
Period. Yeah. I did love that they paid homage to uh, Howard Finkel at the beginning of the match. I, that gave me like complete another goosebumps just hearing his voice like one last time for the introduction for that uh for that match. Yeah, that, and then after that, after that, I I got nothing else. <laughs> to be honest, I want to. I love Fink, but I would have loved him to have Christy Hemi ring announce it. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh God! Wait, that's what we need for WWE. Santana Garrett whenever she comes out. Santana Garrett, <laughs> FKA Britney. <laughs> I do want to thank WWE really quick though, because they gave me two men who really helped me get through puberty. Set to Panic at the Disco, and it's all I've ever needed. <laughs> yes, and like a musical Panic at the Disco cover too. On top of that, like. I know. <laughs> Amazing. This match was for the gays. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so um, anyway, so Nidia is blind. She's not watching the greatest uh, match in history because she's blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she's not watching Melina versus Alicia Fox. She's not. She's not. Um, so anyway, but so she is forced um, to face Tajiri for the number one contendership for the Cruiserweight title. Um Women really were forced into a lot of shit during this time. Like, they need a better attorney. So, um, <laughs> anyway, she's in the match. Rey Mysterio makes the save for her. Um, and then the week after that, too, she takes yet another bump um, when uh, Jake Noble is wrestling. And it's just like, you know, this poor woman's getting, like, thrown around being a literal punching bag for Noble. Um, at the Royal Rumble, she accidentally costs uh, her boyfriend Jamie the cruiserweight title by tripping him and he's all pissed but she like doesn't fucking know she can't see so I don't know what did, what did you guys think of like Jamie Noble like you know turning on Nydia slightly using her blindness to his advantage um, during all this I will be just I'm just going to lay it down right here. I loved Jamie Noble and Nydia growing up yeah. and watching this storyline and watching the two of them. There was nothing in this storyline from beginning to even the part that we're discussing right now that was bad. It was just all fantastic. It really was. And it's like, it, it's crazy to me that there's like people who don't know who Nydia is now. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, I'm just like, what the? Like, she was, like, literally, like, one of the... And I, one thing I really miss about this time, too, is, like, all of the women really had a set character. I felt like that I knew who they were, for the mm -hmm. most part. You know, mm -hmm. like, I feel like that's something a lot of the women are kind of lacking today. Like, I just... I don't get, like, what their shtick is sometimes. Um, but that's one thing. Like, Nydia... And, like, I no role, big or small, like, was important. What I really loved, too, is that Nydia was getting these storylines with the men... And I think her herself was really helping elevate the cruiserweight division and making people pay attention to that, you know, because WWE kind of suffered from the same thing they do now. They had a cruiserweight division, but what's the point? Like, you know, like they're there. Um, and I feel like her little thing with Jamie was making it more interesting and made, actually made people maybe pay attention to that Rey Mysterio, Jamie Noble match a little bit more at the Royal Rumble. I feel like Nydia is so underrated as a valet mm -hmm. uh, slash manager Mm -hmm. And she played her role, like, to a T. And really, like, as a kid, I hated them. Like, I, I could not stand <gasps> them. 
like no, and like and looking back now, like I I I appreciate Nidia and I and I do appreciate Jamie Noah for what it was. I was actually watching King of the Ring the other day, uh, right around the time that they got reintroduced to WWE TV, and um, I just I, I don't know. I absolutely love Nidia. She played that role to the T. I still remember them getting their 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 trailer home. And they're like we got mm-hmm. running water. <laughs> yep, I think that's why I really liked them was. As a kid, I was living in bumfuck Egypt, South Carolina, and that's the people that I knew, so it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on SmackDown this week? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I love it. Um, another thing I also really loved at this time, um, and I actually totally forgot about this until I was like researching, Don Marie was Paul Heyman's assistant during this time and kind of helping make some of the matches in like an authority role. Okay. I'm going to go on a limb and say, I think Dawn Marie is so underrated and I really (laughs) wish that she would have, that she would have gotten an opportunity to really showcase what she can do because she was, she played the bitch role to a T like she was just manipulative. You made like she, the way she used to make people like make them feel was kind of very reminiscent of Stephanie McMahon. Yes, and I, I, and I just, I, I loved it. Like the whole marriage storyline, as cheesy as it was, she just she played the bitch role to a T. I would have loved to see her get a, a title shot. You know, at some point, sad that it never happened and that she was only forced to stay on SmackDown. Um, but I feel like the people give all the credit to SmackDown, like to Tori Wilson. And I think there would be no Tori Wilson if it wasn't for Don Marie. Statement of the year right there. That's yep. the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, I love her to death, but um, do you guys think, like, Tori kind of, like, held back a lot of these other girls on SmackDown? Like, I feel like she was kind of always the focal point, um, like Ramon just mentioned. Like, if she would, say she was traded to Raw, do you think that would have given, like, someone like Don Marie the opportunity to be the it girl or, like, at least, like, you know, have the opportunity to feud with someone who wasn't Tori? I think I, for for Tori, like I think she was just she was just the WWE's like it girl. She was she was what they were looking for. That wasn't Trish Stratus, unfortunately, and that's kind of what it was. And not to mention the girls on SmackDown really didn't have much to fight for, which is which was kind of unfortunate. And I think how, did they stop after the whole brand split when the the title was on both brands? Yeah, they had stopped that like right at the beginning of 2003. So I always felt like looking back yeah. on it, what would have happened if Dom Marie won to Raw? Yeah. I think she would have been great. I miss them having the women's championship on SmackDown because one of my first memories of getting to see the women's championship defended live was when Molly Holly came and defended against Tori Wilson on SmackDown. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was just a one-off, and it was a nice little match, but it was the first time me as a little kid got to see, you know, the women's championship up close and personal. That's actually really cool. I love that. Um, yeah, no, but Don Marie definitely, I, I agree. I think she could have done more. They could have, well, I'm sorry, they could have done more with her. Um, she was an asset to the company in so many ways. Um so I feel like she just was everything heel Eve Torres wishes she could have been. Oh yeah! Oh, oh man, that's and that's a statement of the year right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. I think that's what they were going for for sure. Oh, but homegirl just Eve could loosened up. I wish Eve could have, but Eve didn't have 
she had the very much the pageant presence of I'm going to walk yeah. out there and I'm going to smile ear to ear and this is what my face is supposed to look like. Dom Marie <laughs> has that quality where she could just like stare you down and like cut you in half with a glance and mm-hmm. it was just great. I think everyone, I know I personally was because I only really knew Dawn as a manager like prior to WWE. When she actually stepped into the ring though, she had some skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I loved her. Um, and so I know we mentioned Tori a hot minute ago, um, but it was announced that her and Sable are going to get naked in Playboy <laughs> magazine. And there's two <laughs> cover variations. <laughs> um, yeah. So what, one fun fact, um, this was Tori's attire in one of the video games. Am I wrong? Wait, which Wait, one? Hold- the cover outfit for this Playboy was definitely yes. Like, that was um, SmackDown versus Raw, the bra and panty match attire. Yes. Okay. I was, wow, I was gonna say. I can't believe I remember that. <laughs> it's like, amazing the little shit that clicks in your brain. Right. Oh. <laughs> Don't underestimate like Dino fans. Like we remember fucking everything. Like. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, yeah. So anyway, so Sable and Tori are announced for Playboy, which is like gross but amazing for them um but <laughs> but um stacy keebler and miss jackie i think they should have been in it and stacy keebler comes out and shows her anus to to preach this in the middle of a match um so so during like one of Rico's yeah. matches she comes out she's like taint and like shows it off and she's like i think jackie and i would be way hotter in playboy magazine um, for and then for weeks, her and Jackie just like bother the GM about it, and like they're like, you know, we want to get naked too. I mean, OnlyFans.com, ladies, like you could have done it yourself. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so, that didn't exist back then. It was still a nine hundred number. Well, <laughs> <laughs> live links. <laughs> so, oh, oh my god, god. live links. <laughs> <laughs> Chat. Stacy. Yeah, Sal. Anybody else remember live links followed by a very loud Michael Bolton going, How am I supposed to live with that? <laughs> the 20 greatest love songs of a chance. So um, so basically, yeah, these girls are feuding over this. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I know I'm the minority here, but I love a Playboy storyline. Um, some of my favorite feuds of all time have been Playboy. Actually, literally, my favorite feud of all time is a Playboy storyline in China versus Ivory. Um, but you know, this one wasn't my favorite one. It's because it's Sable. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody said it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, okay. I, I I love the fact that like. Because, like, I think it's no secret that Stacey Keebler, I guess, was approached before about the idea of posing for Playboy, and she said absolutely not. So then for the, her to be put in that storyline, it's like, we know, you know. But, but other than that, I mean, hey, Miss Jackie got a WrestleMania match. I mean, good for, Jackie just felt like a random choice, though, to be there. For, did, it, did it feel, like, random for you? Just because, like, she wasn't accomplished as a wrestler at this point. It wasn't like she was one of their, like, go-to cover girls. You know, yeah, but well, who else would have done it? From Dawn at the time. Dawn, Stacy Keebler, and Dawn Marie. Yeah, yeah, I but think... if the whole thing was supposed to be SmackDown versus Raw. When you want someone else from Raw, 
Oh, that is Stacy Keebler and Don Marie. That is like the best heel faction since Bianca and Muffy on that So Raven. Like, give it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with Muffy from Stephanie McMahon's personal training. <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> or Muffy from the Arthur show on PBS Kids. Oh, I love Muffy. <laughs> um, I honestly would have sent Stacey to SmackDown because she wasn't doing shit on Raw at that point anyway. And I would have had her team with Dawn. Dawn really, like, th- this is another example of Dawn getting the shaft. She really should have been in this match. I love I love me some Miss Jackie as a manager. Um, but I just don't think she was the right fit to team with Stacey, despite what my sign at WrestleMania 20 said. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So, but I mean, I there know. was nobody else though. Like, I don't think there would have been anyone else to fit that role that would have been okay with competing in a, in, a, in a Playboy like, okay. pillow fight. Yeah. It wasn't a pillow fight. It was just a, an evening gown match. That wasn't even an evening gown match. No, it was just a tag match. Yeah, that's what you call Teddy Long looking. Um, Terry Reynolds would have been a perfect choice for this match. Was she still with the company at that time? I think she was on her way out. Um, like maybe right before or after Mania. Um, but she was there like in 2004. I know that. Um, so she would have been like, I mean, like, we all know Terry loves to like play with the illusion of almost being naked. Hell, she should have been like pissed. She wasn't asked to get naked. Listen, I think trash. I should have been on that cover of Playboy, y'all. I- Shall not mm-hmm. the the world. Um, <laughs> could someone please make me like an audio clip of showing my vagina to the world? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, what we need to do is just have Jake record an entire soundboard of just Terry Runnell quotes, and I'll just we'll keep that yeah, and use on. that. Can we get a Jake cameo thing? account so he could just talk in Terry's voice? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, um, don't do that. You're gonna confuse the straights. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, um, but anyway, yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I just, Jackie just seemed like a forced choice to me in this view. I just, there were women who I think would have been, even like Nydia probably would have, oh no, she was a face at that point now. Um, so like, I don't know. It just, it was weird to me that Jackie was the choice. They probably just wanted to have all blondes, which, you know. That's it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. No. You, know, you know, I just yeah. you pointed that out just now, and I just realized that every girl in that match was a blonde. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's probably what it is. They just wanted to be like, be like, ooh, the fantasy of blondes fighting. I'm like, oh, no, for who? Um, like, so I don't know. Um, but we'll talk more about that match when we get to Mania. Um, it wasn't my favorite Playboy feud. There wasn't like it was just really Stacy and Jackie bitching every week about not being in it um, when they could have had like. Then beat up cardboard cutouts of Sable and Tori. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> and they had no legal recourse. <laughs> if you pop an implant in this match, you will have no legal recourse. Val? <laughs> um, so anyway, so moving on, SmackDown has a pay-per-view coming out. And there's no way out of this one because it is no way out. Um, she oh, kinky. Speaking of kinky, um, <laughs> the bondage team of the Bashams and Shaniqua um, face Rikishi and Scotty Zuhadi, too cool light, um, at uh, this pay-per-view. And I, what's cool about this, though, is Shaniqua wrestled in the match, and it was a handicap match for the tag titles. Um, 
besides Shaniqua, I think China's the only woman who's like actually competed for the tag titles before. Could be wrong, but pretty sure. I just want to point out the irony real quick that adding Rikishi made you call it too cool light. (laughs) (laughs) I I won't lie. I mean, I I just like, I couldn't, I couldn't get down. No pun, because I feel like King used to say that. I don't know. But anyway, um, I couldn't get down with this version of too cool because like, Maybe, like, I feel gross now saying it, but, like, circa 2000, my favorite spot in wrestling was when Grandmaster Sexy's pants would fall off. So the fact that that was taken away from us, I was not into it. So Okay, so around 2004, 2005 is when I was 14, 15. So I was, like, peak little gay boy. So we're talking about the Bashams right now. Them and the heartthrobs, I was just kind of oh, like, don't, yeah. don't make my parents like try to look as straight as possible. Look as straight as possible. <laughs> so you have the Scruff hell? Brothers on SmackDown and the Grinder Brothers on Raw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, but I let's love be real. That. It's back in the day. We were all on Adam for Adam, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um yeah, no, but I don't know. So I mean this match was what it was. Um I think Shinigua was released like right after this. Um, but it was cool that, you know, she got to be in this match. I think a lot of people forget it even happened. But um, you know, she wasn't there very long. Really what I I heard she had like a bad attitude or something is why they let her go, which I would love to hear an interview with her to see like what really transpired there. Oh my um, goodness. I've been trying. I've, I've literally sent an email to um, whatever contact I can possibly do for her already. <laughs> oh yes. Make it happen. I just, oh, my I, I very- oh, she was just one of my favorites, like of all of SmackDown. Like I remember being like infatuated with Shaniqua just because she was a breath of fresh air, kind of <laughs> something that was different. Like, I don't, believe we're going to talk about it here i think you guys talked about it last episode the handicap match where she just decimated tori wilson and nydia is like still one of my favorite like women's matches of all time oh i I love that that's one of your faves Ooh. well it was just fun because it had i'm a sucker for a story and when they gave us stories for the women's division especially on smackdown when it was kind of like oh thank you sir can i have some more and i just ate it up like candy Mm mm-hmm she played that role because, like, like to touch on what Joey said, I was kind of too enamored with Shaniqua because she made me feel the same way when Beth Phoenix kind of re- re-came on the scene and she was, like, this dominant powerhouse. You're just like, holy crap, like, there hasn't been anyone like this since China, you know, mm-hmm. since China or Nicole Bass. But, I mean, but still, like, there's, no one, <laughs> there's been no one of that stature. So, like, to see her be, like, this bully and, like Joey said, tell a story of – you know, the victim standing up to the bully, I mean, it just, it made for good TV, and I honestly wish it would have went on way longer. Mm-hmm. I also, really wonder what be... they would have done with her. Oh, but also, let's be on the record, this might be the first time we've referenced Nicole Bass in all seriousness, not referring to a chicken wing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, she could have she been, like, um, pretty bad. I, I really would have loved to see her mixed up with the women a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. or, or the men, like, whatever they were planning to do with her. Um, she had a great look to her. She was a fun character. Um, I love, like, a dominatrix-type woman. So, you know, what else? Um, but, you know, good for um, Shaniqua for having that history-making match. Um, 
too cool one, so never mind. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Nydia also competed on this pay-per-view. This is an intergender-heavy pay-per-view. Um, she wrestled Jamie Noble in a blindfold match. Um, you know, a few weeks before, she revealed, oops, not so blind, and t- left Jamie Noble through the mink coat he got her in a wood chipper. Um, and they were going to have a one-on-one blindfolded match at No Way Out. This match actually was a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys felt that way, but I really enjoyed this match. Because, like, I was, like, every time Nidia would get, like, the upper hand, I was like, yeah, get his ass, get his ass. Um, I mean, he won with a fucking dragon sleeper on her. But, I mean, it, it was still a fun match to watch. It, it was really what, what kind of wrestler she was because, like, she was kind of beating the living piss out of him. And he had the fact that he had to, like, lift the blindfold up to see just exactly where she was at because he felt like he had to... To win, yeah. Also, too, did, did you about that match? Pinky, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she did the grandmaster sex I spot. Did you say pulling <laughs> pants down is kinky? Is this 1984? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shaniqua was in the building. It was a kinky show. No way out. <laughs> it was 365 DNI. The pay-per-view so <laughs> oh, don't watch that it's gross you see a girl get eaten out yeah i was gonna say i think the next time we see a no way out pay-per-view there's probably gonna be something about chastity involved from our show i said chastity oh <laughs> i was like i was like girl is that why she's not here like <laughs> 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 Oh my god, I literally am gonna die tonight with all this laughter. Jess, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry (laughs) that this bitch can't hear for the life of him. Jake, Jesus. (laughs) No, I'm tie tie today. Like, and it was a long day. I had a long meeting. So I don't know. It's just a lot. I'm stressed about possibly returning to the offices. It's just a lot. So, but I'm not stressed about my new item that will be coming soon. I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's literally history making. But anyway, um, so let's go back to Raw, where Trish is still like in this weird thing with Chris Jericho, where like they're flirty, thirty, and. Ha- thriving and like um, (laughs) Christian is like getting pissed that Jericho's like messing with her which all of a sudden what the fuck happened with Lita here like how come he's like not trying this shit with Lita like uh, uh, anyway um so Lita got the short end of every stick in WWE post her um second title reign no, you're you're absolutely right. <clears throat> it infuriates me. But anyway. Well, yeah, I so didn't think this was before her second title reign, too. It was just bad. Oh, damn. The build-up and the reign. Lord, Lita, someone give her a hug. Yeah, oh, poor girl. Fuck oh, your rules, so, man. Yeah. Somewhere at the Kayfabe Studios, Chris <laughs> Riddle is giving Amy Dumas a hug, but for different reasons. I've got uh, a plan to fit myself into a suitcase to get on that set. Please edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh lord anyway christian is like calling trish the yoko of this storyline and jericho is like like oh i need to tell her how i feel this is like a little beauty and the beast to me like i feel like like, (laughs) i don't know there's something sweet and all this kind (laughs) 
Like, I'm just, like, waiting for, like, Trish to, like, like, just look in the mirror, show me the beast. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, And Jericho pops up with a Blue Lives Matter thing. We just put that in the middle. Oh, my God. She's like, I was wrong. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, um, Christian is, like, now he's going to start playing mind games with Trish, um, he saves her from an attack, and then they also have like a one-on-one match where Christian beats the shit out of Trish, which was almost a little uncomfortable to watch. Um, but yeah, so this is fucked up. So what, what do, you, do you guys remember having any thoughts on this? I remember that fucking Boston crap he had her in, like Jesus. The clothesline, she folded in half. Oh yeah, she was. See. When I think of like selling, like I always think of Trish, like, and I hate that, that because she was so good at it, but like it's just like she was so little that everything looked like it hurt like ten times worse, you know. Well, Trish is also one of the best like rag doll sellers in history. Like once she was down, she was just like flop. It was done. There was a GIF I posted on the account of Viscera giving her like a bear hug oh a while ago. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> <gasps> I was like, I'm insane. <laughs> but yeah, no, so she took it like a jam. Um, so, but we'll get back to Trish and Jericho. Like, Trish is out for a little bit after that assault from Christian. Um, and Jericho comes back. He wants some retribution for Trish. They set up a one-on-one match at Mania. Maybe something will happen. We'll see. Um, but something did happen in the women's title division. Um, we had a fatal four-way for the title, and I'm pissed this didn't happen at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, oh, so mad. Me. <laughs> oh, but so, it was so good, too. That it, it made it worse. So, oh, <laughs> it was so good. And what I really loved about this is Molly wasn't one of the last two in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love the feeling of knowing we're gonna we're guaranteed a new champion. Um and also, it was just the, the last time women had a two-seg match on Raw, too. Yeah. Like, that. that's, like, very weird. Did this one open the show, too? It did. Yeah. Yes. So, just, like, first of all, like, all right, starting off the show, huge. Um, a lot of people always think that's, like, not the best, but I think that's amazing. And I always love when they let the women start the show. That really shows how much faith they have in them. Um, so, anyway, um, we had this match. You know, Jazz is out first. Um Molly is surprise out second. And it comes down to Lita and Victoria, um, which I love. The only gripe I have with this, though, I feel like Victoria's win was almost a little tainted because the crowd wanted Lita to win. Yes, everyone did. Oh, my God. I think the upset was what made it like more shocking that it was like, oh, wait a minute. It caught everyone by surprise, which was kind of nice. But at the same time, too, I think they were kind of like trying to tackle from that momentum of you know, Victoria beating Molly at the Rumble and everything happening prior to that. So it kind of made more sense. My yeah. favorite part about this match, though, was Molly absolutely going nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Molly, like, lost it. Like, she she started going crazy. And She's like, I Karen love at, a, at a supermarket. <laughs> She'd be like, Karen. Go go back to fucking drink. <laughs> I have a degree. Um, so in liberal arts, <laughs> hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a degree in liberal arts. You leave me alone. <laughs> Proud of you, sweetie. No, I'm 
<laughs> it's I have a degree in theater. I'm not trying to poke fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, no, this match hurt me as a child so so bad because if no one knows, even though I try to project it into the in the universe as much as possible, Lita is the reason I watched wrestling as a kid. That was it, and I feel like she kind of got so close to a championship opportunity like three or four times in her career um, and just they didn't give it to her and I still to this day don't understand why. It's kind of funny you say that, Joey, because I said the same things about Victoria, albeit this was before I watched, but like I remember like seeing like how everything ended up where like Lita was going for the moonsault and that Victoria like grabs her off the turnbuckles, hooks her arms on her back for the widow's peak, which is like I didn't think that was going to happen. So no, I've only screamed at my television twice while watching wrestling as a kid, and it was this match and Lita's retirement speech. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't mm. know. It, it's just always. It, I was very surprised Lita didn't pick up the win here. I was thrilled for Victoria because I love Victoria, um, but it just it just seemed it did seem a little weird to me. Like I don't know who Lita pissed off this time period. But, like, she was, I have it later on the rundown, but we'll get to it now. She was also left off the card at WrestleMania. Like, not even a backstage segment. Which, I, 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 I just don't get. I remember reading um, something, like, an interview from her. And she always, well, I've read a couple interviews from her. I'm obsessed. It's scary. <laughs> um, so, um, basically, I was reading things. And she's stated a lot that she says that they kind of felt like the crowd was always so behind her that she didn't need the belt to get over so they would use the belt on other women but okay. to me that just seems kind of backwards like why wouldn't you put the belt on you know who someone that just I think she did need it she just needed that little bit of credibility because I still my matches I think that Lita should have won is Jake I'm sorry I think she should have beat China at Judgment Day no I and, agree China was on her way out so I mean yeah it, it made sense I think either this match, and then if she didn't win this match, she should have won the Bad Blood match, one or the other. I was just yeah. watching that yesterday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just, yeah, it just, it seems so weird to me, especially, like, I think, okay, like, maybe in, like, the 2000, 2001, she probably didn't need the title because she was, like, super over. Mm-hmm. But when she came back in 2003, and she was still super over, you know, they had her lose to Molly, which I think hurt her momentum a little bit. Um, and then, you know, she kind of got took a backseat in this whole feud with Christian and Jericho. So it's like, yeah, she kind of needed her own thing. At the end of the day, Lita is still, like, one of their top stars. And even if she's not the top of the division, there's still people who are tuning in just to see her. Because, like, they're like, oh, I remember Lita from a few years ago. I love her. I didn't know she was back, you know? Like, so mm-hmm. I, I agree with Joey. I think it would have made sense to put the belt on her um, just because, you know, she has that notoriety. Um, I appreciate the fact that they were trying to make a new star to Victoria. But then, like, with her reign, they just kind of, like, flopped. Yeah. Like, in, like, you know, making it credible for her. Um, but I don't know. I, it's just, it was, it was just weird. I was. I loved the emotion of Victoria, though. Yeah. Well, we've been looking. All that most diva stands always look for is that one match, which was Trish and Lita at WrestleMania. I feel like this was another yank of us getting that chance for that match. Mm-hmm. Or even a triple threat. A triple threat between Molly, Victoria, and Lita at WrestleMania would even been. I would have settled for that as well. Boom. 
I would have done Don Marie getting his head on my <laughs> as long as it wasn't Jackie. They could have even put Lita in the Playboy party. Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if I could see her in that because it even felt off when Lita was like in Santa's little helper matches. It was like, why is she here? Yeah. Oh. I won't lie though. I love me. I even go here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's just, it just felt so weird to me that they didn't even like acknowledge her in like a weird backstage segment or anything on that pay-per-view. Like at least like have her like talk to Trish like before she turned heel, like, hey, how are you feeling, girl? Like, you know, like or like, you know, like, wow, Stacy, your ass looks good in that dress. (laughs) 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 Like, I like nothing. Like it's just, I don't know. It was so weird. Uh, It just baffled me that she was left off the card. And I remember being like pissed about it at the time just because she was a top star. So, I don't know. Um, I mean, granted, the alternative would have been what we got in today, and she would have been, like, in the Clusterfuck Battle Royal or a 10 Diva Tag or something. So, yep. we're coming out to Eve Torres' music. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's the but, slowdown edit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, all right. So, Victoria's champ... Um, Molly Holly, you know, she wants the title back. She attacks Victoria the next week and rips out some of her hair. Rude. Um, and then she wants her women's title rematch. So they said, if you want it, you got to put your hair on the line. Um, now, I think I, we, we are all familiar with, like, you know, like the story here that they weren't going to put the women on the show, right? And mm-hmm. Mo- Molly, like, literally in real life was like, well, I'll put my hair on the line. So they're, it's like... It's like Molly like, Holly is the true <laughs> definition of a heroine. I see what you did there. <laughs> no, she really wigged out backstage. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, she snatched her opportunity and forced her way into the show. <laughs> she really scalped her. Yes. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I'd come up with more hair jokes, but I'm already buzzed. <laughs> Um, oh, no, but yeah, it's just, you know, honestly, I, I love this woman even more for something like that. Like, I just, like, okay, first of all, WrestleMania 20 was going to suck. Like, I can't believe they were going to leave the women's title off the show when you had, like, 800 matches going on. Yeah, yeah there, there was no reason. Like a modern mania. There was no reason for, like, two tag team championship matches that were the exact same like a yeah. cruiserweight open, all this other stuff. I'm like, this is so unnecessary. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Like, you know, well, I mean, whatever. I mean, we got what we got, and the match itself was was good. But I honestly felt like because there was hardly any build towards it, it was more of a filler, and that was what upsets me. And I think everyone finally paid attention. We're like, oh wait, someone's about to get their head shaved. Well, yeah. like, not even that. Like, yeah. it was just like weird things were like, because I mean, if it's supposed to be like Molly's last strand, I mean, okay, no more puns. But like, seriously, <laughs> like, if it's supposed to be like, if she's actually going to like try to hit the widow's peak on Victoria, you don't think that would pop the crowd in the slightest? Um, I'll be honest. I was at WrestleMania 20 and the crowd kind of sucked. Um, well, that was like New one York, of the first so times. Yeah. Well, New York's but, rough like, on wrestling in general. The guy behind me was from Boston. So this, this was the first time, one of the first times I was a bitch to someone at wrestling, followed by many more. Um, but this guy behind me, like, I forget, it was like a match before that. And like, they were going over what matches are left. And he's like, oh, we still got uh, Victoria and Molly. Oh, 
that'll be a good one. And him and his friends chuckled. And I turned around and I was like, well, that's the one I'm here for. <laughs> like, like oh. whip back around. I was like, cunt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he had to look at the back of my many detailed signs the whole night. So, yeah. And keep in mind who was on camera and who wasn't. You can actually see him. He's the fuck who's in like the blue sweatshirt behind me, like looking like, oh, where do I piss? Like, so, um, but yeah. <laughs> so, Sounds like um, your average wrestling fan at a show. Mm-hmm. So he sucked. But um, yeah, I mean, like, oh, I even, okay, so like when Trish turned on Jericho, I don't know. There was like, I know I was one of the people chanting it. There was a holy shit chant. I don't know how mm-hmm. audible it was on TV. But um, he was like, why are they chanting holy shit at this? I was like, oh my God, I hate this man so much. Like, well, do you know the story that, like, so Trish apparently said that she wanted, like, like a happy ending with Jericho and and her at WrestleMania, and I think the day of Mania, Vince McMahon was like, I don't think that's a good idea. I think that we should turn you heel. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, the, literally the day of, they, they completely changed, like, the entire ending of that match, and they were like, yeah, we're going to align you two together. And she was like, okay, and that's how Tristan was born. <laughs> Was she gonna and like run down great. the ramp with an "All Lives Matter" banner or something oh like that? God. Like <laughs> she, she, um, yeah, but she, she's told that story before. Um, that she was like, you know, we were under the impression that we were supposed to have this like happy ending, and that they were supposed to walk off into the sunset. And actually, that program, like the romance program, was supposed to continue for a little bit longer. And they were like, yeah, no. And I'm actually, I'm kind of glad that it turned out I the way it did. Mm-hmm. Heel Trish is like one of my favorite. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I can't imagine if she was spaced that whole time at all. No, uh, she would. The crowd would have turned on her if she, she like stayed face. Like no doubt. Like they would have gotten so bored with her. Um, because like there's only so much you can do as a baby case, to be honest. And well, face Trish is just a point to the crowd. That's all she is. <laughs> that's points. Every time I do something, that's points. And She's like, like also targeted harassment. Like, and I feel like a lot of targeted harassment at, like, the other girls, like, calling Molly fat and, like, stuff like that. And, like, showing her ass. But I love Trish. But, yeah. She's way better as a heel. So, and plus, that gear was a serve at WrestleMania. I think it's my favorite one of her Mania gears. Um, But, yeah, no. So, she turned heel at WrestleMania. Did you... Okay, I might be the only one who thinks this, but did it look like a little, like sloppy to you towards the end of that match like when she elbowed him in the face mm. uh, more sloppy than anything else like, like when i watch it back i'm always like mm, this looks like this this wasn't the best and then like i i don't know I, it, it's probably just me i don't know i i, I just i would have done it differently um and then like the fact that she has to like really pull him in for the slap and like i don't know but I love the heel turn. I One love of my the favorite heel turns. Yeah. Oh, any female heel turn that's monumental, backed by Jr. Just insulting her is fantastic. Jezebel. I so Tristan was amazing too, and I'm so sad it was so short lived. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So. Trish turns heel, and you know what? This is probably one of her better mania moments, in my opinion, too. Um, my other, my actually, my other favorite mania moment for Trish is two thousand one. Like, they're not even matches she's been in her, that are my favorite moments. So, 
I don't know. But great heel turn by Trish. Um, you know, also at this WrestleMania is what we alluded to earlier, the Divas um, Playboy evening gown match. Um, Jake's Diva. WWE pay-per-view debut. Pay-per-view debut. So... I have to be honest, I actually was on the show earlier that night. Unfortunately, it's not my debut. They showed me during Rob Van Dam and Booker T's entrance, too, with my shitty sign. Um, so I don't know why I made a sign for them. I don't even like either of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, and I think I mentioned it on the show before, but fun fact, I was cheering for both teams because the other sign of that sign is Tori and, St- and Sable. So just so you're all aware. Um, <laughs> Probably the only time in his life Jake has cheered for both teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Yay. When it comes to wrestling in your lingerie, I will cheer anyone on. Um, except Jack <laughs> really shouldn't have been in this match. But um, anyway, so yeah, um, it wasn't the most amazing match. Um, I get what, I think we all know what it was there for. Um, but you know what? It kept Sable's WrestleMania undefeated streak alive. And What, what was it there for? It was there for getting Stacey Keebler at WrestleMania match. <laughs> Future so, WWE Hall of Famer Stacey yeah, Keebler. So she can mention it in her Hall of Fame speech one day um, and look amazing while doing it. Um, I don't know. I love Stacey Keebler to death. I was just happy she was on the show. So question. Um, so I think there was like a rumor that went around. And I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe one of you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. The reason, and I don't know if it's logic or not, but the reason they started the match off in their lingerie was because Sable had a ruptured breast implant, which is why she didn't really do much in the match. Not that she was going to do much anyways, but I mean, but still, mm. is, 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 is there any truth behind that? Like, I didn't understand why they just, I, I, I don't know. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a little bizarre to me that it was like, oh, the evening gown match that we're going to have in our bra and panties. <laughs> That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that being it. She felt a little restricted. I mean, it would have devolved to it anyways, let's be honest. Yeah, no, I mean, at least it fit, like, Sable's, like, MO of, like, being, like, you know, like, anything goes. So, <laughs> anything can happen on a WWF pay-per-view. Well, so, um carried that entire match. <laughs> absolutely. You know, which is a credit to Tori, though, honestly. So, um, yeah, and I, I, it made me nervous because, like, you know, we all know Jackie's track record with some of these matches. So, I don't know. I just, I would have loved to see someone in there besides Jackie um, who still wasn't even on. She, like, I don't think was even there a year yet again since she came back because she left for, like, a few months to go train. And then she returned with Rico, um, I feel like, in the summer. Uh, so, I don't know. I just would have given someone else that spot, like Don Marie. But um, can you imagine how good that would have been with Omri? Yeah, oh, like, I mean, so we definitely good. would have gotten more than like the sunset flip reversals yeah. back and forth, and Stacy constantly grinding the middle rope. Or, yeah. Or, or what if the roles were reversed? What if it was Tori and Don Marie who pulls for Playboy, and they had Sable and Stacy Keebler be the angry ones, and Miss Jackie's out of the picture? That would have been even more fantastic. I would have, and loved that would have made a lot more that. sense. 
That would have made a lot more sense. Think of all, like, the themes they could have done. They could have done Donna and Tori in a hotel room to, like, pay homage to that segment. Or, like, in a funeral home. They could have been, like, sitting in caskets naked, like, in a funeral home. Like... (laughs) Instead of a mini skirt, it's a lampshade. And then Triple H comes in wearing a cane mask. Yeah. The possibilities were endless that they could have done. Um... Fun fact, I don't know if we ever mentioned it on the show, but the segment where Don Marie came out in like that pink outfit to interrupt uh, Tori and Stacey's Divas Undressed like promo is one of yes. my favorite segments. I recently watched that. I'm going to show you and all of you at Divas Undressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, so yeah, we had that tag match. It was what it was. Um, you know, Sable and Tori like each other a peck on the cheek and then a few weeks later Sable was pissed at Tori and called her fat so I don't know things just never change yeah like Sable's you look fat like Tori Wilson shoving a finger up Miss Jackie's butt at the end of that match did anyone catch that 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 obviously didn't make the tape that didn't make the the DVD I knew she spanked her like she like she, she like tried to pull her like and like shove like a quick finger up her butt and it was so funny because it was it was like at the end of the match and I think in the actual WWE like the the DVD because I had WrestleMania twenty like the actual DVD like the three disc DVD set and they completely cut that part out I was like oh well then <laughs> oh my god uh, so I, I bet so you could probably find it on Pornhub or something. Ocean, one of the two, like Tori Wilson's Titantron. Um, but anyway, uh, and Candace Michelle's films. <laughs> Every time I type in WWE on Pornhub, it just shows me Austin Theory and Brad Maddox. Fingers and buttholes. Oh Lord! So anyway, the whole truth, folks. Um, so then Victoria later in the night. She uh, defends her title against Molly Holly. Um, it sucks that because like I can only ever find this match like to rewatch it with like the dubbed over like fake all the things she said music they gave Victoria like oh, for I the video games. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like I'm like what the fuck is this like? Um, but now we have but, to uh, just dub over the poppy version. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope they give that to Sonia. So. No lie. I, so for those that don't know, our expert audio engineer, Chris Riddle, you love him. You know him at Chris Riddle. If you don't know him, you know him at Val Holler. Uh, he made this brilliant edit of Poppy's <laughs> cover of all the things she said, like literally to the same tune of WWE's edit of Victoria's version. And I've probably streamed that shit more than I've streamed Ariana Grande in the last month. And if you know me, wow. that's saying something. Ooh. Oh my god, that's a lot. Um, what if Ariana searching up covers it? Right and um, yes, I have lost my mind. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, so the girls have a match. I really liked this match. Um, I don't know if people love this match. Um, I really liked it a lot. Um, but I think it's forgotten, unfortunately, by a lot of people. It's a classic, I'll say. For sure. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. Molly and Victoria had chemistry beyond just what they did in this match. And oh, totally. See, like, all the different things they pull out, like Victoria selling a weak shoulder during the match. Molly trying to one-up her by actually, like, performing her finisher, but got reversed. Because, for those that don't know, Molly Holly was the one that showed Victoria how to do the Widow's Peak before she started doing it. 
So it would have been cool yeah. to see her hit it at, like for a false finish, but let's be honest, they wouldn't have given the girls that much time or that much credit to have no. a false finish. No. What was not what was awesome? Definitely not. No, definitely, no. What was awesome though is like this is one of the few um women's pay-per-view matches of that era let alone wrestlemania that doesn't feature like trish and lita you know like it, it really made me happy to see them put two women who aren't necessarily always in the spotlight as the, the it girl gets such a high profile match i mean if you compare um the women at that time pretty much molly and victoria were like third and fourth place kind of yeah and also, Can this was Victoria's really last WrestleMania match, aside from being a Lumberjill. And the clusterfuck battle royal that we don't talk about. Can we just talk Whoa, about how they is. had this match and had Kurt Angle come out afterwards? Which like, which I thought was hysterical, that Molly's getting her head shaved bald in the chair, and out comes Kurt Angle for his match, and he just looks like, <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> um, that's a nice callback. Speaking of callbacks and calls to the future, I logged on to Twitter to try to find that video from Chris Riddle and just noticed that what's trending is Lana's a thought. No. Oh, wait. Is that, I hope it's about Lana Del Rey. Wait, no, wait, it's wait, wrestling. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait what happened? Hold, wait, hold on. Backtrack? What was that? <laughs> um, apparently MVP called Lana a thought on Monday Night Raw. Oh, my God. Wait, I don't see anything oh. about Lana being a thought. Wait. No! Oh, that's so sad. I just sold Tori. Chloe died. <gasps> Wait, what? No. Yeah. Oh. That's so oh, sad. That's so Chloe's sad. Died. She was 17 oh, no. years old. Oh. oh. She lived a good life. Wow. What a di- true diva. What an icon. Only, only animal to ever have her profile on WWE.com. Oh, oh Chloe. Now every time someone does the tush push, think of Chloe Wilson. Oh, I loved when she used to bring out Chloe. It was so cute. She was such a staple to Tori Wilson's entrance. Uh, even in the video games. I forgot she had Cheddar in the video game. Did she? Yeah. Yeah. She was, uh, she 2007 and 2008. Was... Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Well, this show is in dedication to Chloe Wilson. Um, but, um, yeah, no, but to tie back into the, the whole WrestleMania match, I mean, I, I feel like now that moment of Molly getting her head shaved bald is now going to be embedded in WWE history books forever. Yeah. When you, when you look at them, like an encyclopedia of WrestleMania or something, like, there's not pictures from the match. It's, like, the picture of Victoria shaving her head. Like, even, like, when you look at, which is great, because, like, even when you get, like, they do, like, the collages of, like, highlights from each WrestleMania, I always see that one for WrestleMania 20. Yeah, and Eddie good. Guerrero standing by himself. It's slaughter. <laughs> 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 like, Eddie Guerrero's hand is posed like that under, under all this confetti. It's weird. He's <laughs> grabbing oh nothing. My... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think then, like I, think... I, I read like some things like sometimes I like see like WrestleMania 20 marketed stuff and they like market the main event as like The Undertaker versus Kane. Sometimes I'm like, oh, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I've seen that sometimes, and I've seen like 
like in, like a bullet point will be like the world heavyweight title was defended. Like, <laughs> like oh, oh yeah, in a triple threat match. <laughs> yeah, it was like oh, or the 2004 God. Royal Rumble winner went on to WrestleMania. Probably for the best. Um, yeah. But, um, but anyway, but yeah, no, but it was. It was a very women's heavy WrestleMania, despite a lot of women also being left off of the show. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I really just wish they would have done something with her for the show. But it was, you know, it wasn't actually a very action-packed couple of months for the women. Honestly, a lot happened. Like, a lot happened going into Mania, and I wish they would, like, give that sort of, like, attention to the women now. In yeah. the sense, not in the sense of wrestling, but in the sense of like giving them a purpose and giving them a storyline and something to really draw people into. Because I feel like now people are just, they're just literally fighting for no reason. They're literally fighting, oh, it's, oh the women's title are on the line. Oh, the tag titles are on the line. That, that's cool. Like we know who's going to win because there's no buildup whatsoever. Right. Like, I mean, like this, there's this going Wednesday, to be a- this Wednesday on NXT, like Sasha and Bailey are going to take on Tegan Knox and, and uh, Shotzi Blackheart. And it's like, I was more excited for this match than I was the triple threat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I'm very excited for next Monday on Raw. Um, not this week, but next week, I believe it's going to be Charlotte Flair versus Charlotte Flair. <laughs> <laughs> and no, we don't mean Jake's version of sensitive Charlotte Flair. <laughs> it's a woo on a pole match. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my god. And then afterwards, Triple H will take a picture with the winner. <laughs> AKA Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair! <laughs> Honestly, so like, I, I know this like hasn't really, she has nothing really to do with it, but I, I love Charlotte Flair. Like, I think she's a workhorse and people give her shit all the time for being Ric Flair's daughter and she got everything handed to her. Beca- but think about all the people who've had that platform and have been given an opportunity because they're a second or third or even fourth generation superstar. And they really haven't done anything with it. Like it's all about how you perform in the ring. I know granted there are limitations, but Charlotte delivers each and every time. I can't, I can't even count like one bad Charlotte Flair match that I've seen. And if there is, please, 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 please. (laughs) I mean, I think it was one maybe with like Nia Jax, but that was about, Oh, and the one with Lacey. That's about it. Or the TLC match. The tag team TLC. Yeah, this year's, yeah. Oh, yeah, with the Warriors. I won't lie, like, not every match, like, there's, like, matches, like, I've seen people say, like, oh, that was so good. Like, I don't love all of the Charlotte and Becky matches. I know in the minority, but, like, sometimes I was bored. Like, Oh, I don't either. Yeah. It's because it went on forever. It's kind of like when Sasha and Charlotte had their feud for, like, you know, a year straight, and everyone just got, by, like, the fourth month in, everybody's like, okay, like, you guys We've already swapped the titles like four times already. Like, right. give somebody else an opportunity. It. I don't know. It's just like uh, it, it's tough. I would love just like more storylines in general, other than like, oh, I'm the champ. I should be champ because I'm the best. Like, sort of shit. Like, it's just like I would love a personal reason for these people to like actually be feuding and have it be interesting. Like, I, well, it's I'm just gonna like. Say it one time again just because we fired a fem- the female storyline writer who gave us yeah. Mandy versus Sonia oh, which was one okay, of the most inter- good. yeah yeah that, yeah and then now we have a man writing that storyline and it's pretty freaking evident and <laughs> what can you do no it's, it's not even just that like we we're kind of talking to it earlier with Lita saying like how certain people are just so over that they don't need a title mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair a first ballot hall of famer 
does not need to be a 12-time champion at this moment. Other people need their chance to get over. Anytime Charlotte goes out there, she's the star of the show. That should be good enough without having a strap on her. I'm sorry. To be honest. Absolutely. I would love to see Charlotte in the tag division, to be honest, because I would really, really love to see her and Liv hold the titles and for them to finally fucking capitalize and pick up this whatever feud they have going on where Liv can't beat her or something, where they team up. And like, I don't know. I would just love something to come of that. I would love to know what direction Liv Morgan is going in. I would love to know like anything going on. It's just like, it's so confusing. It's, there's not really any... I feel like, well, one, consistency is my biggest issue. Because um, I feel Absolutely. like they start from storylines and just drop them. Like, the Iconics were actually beginning to build a feud with Alexa and Nikki. And then they just dropped it to, like, put it on Bailey and Sasha, which is the feud yeah. that never ends. Wait, um, also, random side note. Who did we see a shit ton of starting from January to Mania that we don't see now? Naomi? Shayna yeah. Baszler. Oh, oh yeah. her. Yeah, where's Shayna? Maybe she's. I want to say some of these people have COVID vanished. Is my guess. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. The last time we saw Shayna was like the submission match with Natty after Money in the Bank, and then that's it. I mean, they don't have room for her because we need Charlotte Flair. Here's my thing, though. Charlotte and Mickey. That'll be a good one. I have a feeling, though, guys, we're gonna get see this Charlotte Flair thing continue in a few years with the Rock daughter. Just like her as the top girl for a long time. She's got to get really? that level. Though. I don't think it'll be to that degree, though. Because, I mean, if Ric Flair's know. whole thing is being 16 times, I could see him, like, saying, I was only outdone by my daughter. Not even John Cena could beat my record. Well, but I'm glad my own blood could. Did you guys read that interview with Charlotte where she was like, I want to have a baby or try to get pregnant next year? No. But yeah. I mean, if she wants to start a family, <laughs> like, good on her. But yeah. you know, WWE I mean, is going to try to, like, milk her for every to last To be honest, I'm a little surprised they didn't whoops yet. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, unlike I look some at like, the Drada and pictures, and I'm like, I'm like, am I looking at sexual intercourse? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes, like, you know, it's just, I don't know. So I could see her getting pregnant. Like, I mean, like, you know, she seems, I know she wants a family. She's mentioned it before. So, I don't, I'm, I'm happy for Becky. I, I'm very happy for Becky. I think that's great. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting um, to see what happens there, or like what if Charlotte wasn't in the picture, like who would they like? I don't know. I just I, I think they need to start building up more of their other women. I feel like well, now that Oscar's the champion, like who literally because Oscar's been. Uh, let's be let's be real. The la- since COVID started, and, and mind you, even before that, Asuka's been killing it. Oh, she's been like, so good. She's she's been the star of the division. Honestly, she's even upstaged Charlotte Flair on many occasions, and half the times we don't even know what she's saying. Because yeah. she's the champion. Champion. Yep. She's she's just so refreshing and such a breath of fresh air. But the problem is, is that we've spent so much time, like you said worried about what Charlotte Flair is going to do next that we've neglected. Like, where the hell's Bianca Belair? Oh my god. Main on main event. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't understand. I just don't understand. Like, even, like, Natty of all people, I would have tolerated, like, hey, like, I would have loved to see her go up against Oscar for the yeah. championship. But Ruby I mean... Riot, Liv. 
Ruby Riot. I mean, even the, now that they're doing all this like cross promotion with NXT, bring up one of the NXT girls. Like, <laughs> let them have a chance to flourish, and and that way, if, even if they send them back down to NXT, they have something to reference. Oh, so and so, Shotzi Blackheart had a one on one match with Charlotte Flair, and she was right, impressive. Yeah. You know, or mm-hmm. or um, uh, like Catalina, or I don't know, just like random people because they have so many girls right now in NXT that they can use any one of them they could build up to be the next big star and for whatever reason i don't know i, I don't know it's 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 frustrating i again i i love charlotte Flair to death but i mean i just need something different and i need this someone i need the four girls who are in the title picture right now to just kind of be gone just for a little bit and let I some of the other girls have a chance my, to shine my theory on it is just they want to get those 16 titles on her um, before yeah, I mean, the unfortunate passing of Ric Flair, which, heaven forbid, is not anytime soon. But you want to go ahead and knock that out while he's still here and healthy, you know, so you can have that moment. And I think what they're going for. But none of the titles have made... There, none of the title reigns that she's had have been meaningful. Like, they've literally I, been, like, a week long. I think, yeah, I think the last... And the Raw, her first Raw women's one were, like... Good, but besides that, she, I'm like they they just been fl- flopping around back and forth. Like for like someone like Bailey, like Bailey right now, I've never in a million years would have thought that a heel Bailey would be my favorite thing on WWE TV right now, and she's absolutely killing it. But the, again, it's a it's a, a thing of overexposure where now you have her as the SmackDown champion and you have her as the tag team champion. Right. So now now you're taking away an opportunity from somebody else, you know, to try to cultivate this feud of, of Sasha and Bailey that's been going on forever and it seems like until I think what they're trying to do is save it until the live events start up again but that doesn't seem like it's going to be anytime soon but so, even then like it's just going to be like I'm personally I have no interest in seeing it I'm over it like they should have done it years ago like in 20 20- yeah like I'm, I'm like all right whatever like we know they can put on a good match I don't care to see it um, I would rather see like women who aren't gonna get the chance to excel because they're being held back by these inevitably long feuds like Bailey and Sasha that are going nowhere. Like so, like women like Sonia Deville, women like Lacey Evans, um, women like Naomi, like are not gonna get the chance to excel and they're gonna be held back permanently. So like as amazing as all this stuff is with Sonia right now, cool. Like where's she gonna go from here? They're not gonna put the belt on her because it's gonna fuck up their little Bailey Sasha dream match they want to do. Exactly, so, and that match between Sonya and Lacey was so good. Mm-hmm. Just so, so good. good. But like, it it's a, just, it was yeah, but, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, but like once these women lose, like and stuff like that, like you know, like there's nothing for them to really do, and they don't look like a credible threat anymore. And it just it sucks because like in the long run, when Sasha does win the belt, who the fuck is she gonna feud with? You know, like because like no one else looks credible. You know, once Yo Shirai, just because I can't wait for that. Oh, match. I can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. But a just, proper yeah, Sasha sucks. Naomi feud would probably be my ideal scenario. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love Naomi back on TV in general. Like, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but well, it, the Usos haven't been around either, so I'm one of them's of injured. COVID. Yeah. yeah, the one she, is Jimmy or Jay? Is it Jimmy injured? J- J- is Jimmy Uso? I think he like. Oh, then maybe that's like that. why. Uh, yeah. Wait, yeah. is Naomi? That's Naomi's husband. Yeah, that's yeah, yes. yeah. That would make sense because if you're healing from an injury, then you're more at risk to or, um, get you know, sick. Or like, if, even if anything, like if I if they plan on bringing Total Divas back, you know, to TV, 
you know, this will be a good opportunity to get one of the girls that's on the show now. Not Nia Jax, but like one of the girls <laughs> that hasn't that hasn't held the championship. Not you, Natty. Um, you know, that, do you that, even that work cannot... here anymore? <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? It just gives him an opportunity. Like like a, a Liv Morgan would have been great. A, I honestly, I love Hugh Carmella. Like I yeah. turn Carmella heel again and have her go for the championship again. Like it just, I just want something different. But it's something that has been done for. And if it has been done, like do it right this time. No, I, I absolutely agree. I don't know. I just, they need to get it together. They need to have someone posed for Playboy. Um, <laughs> I mean, they are non nude, so technically they could now. You know, yeah. Right? Is, is Playboy a thing anymore? Is that. I don't know. Really? And I should have been asked to do a video on Pornhub. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, last time we, the last time we got an interesting Playboy storyline was when Aloisa was six foot nine. And she got <laughs> fired a week later. And you can't teach that. <laughs> <laughs> she she held her own. She was on my giant life years later. So it's a mm-hmm. crappy TLC show. If it's on TLC, I've seen it. So, <laughs> except the ones with the kids. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> um, but you know what else I've seen, Jake? What? Our time come up yet again. Yes. Yeah, oh, oh my yeah. God. What an episode. An absolute banger, if you will. I think we might have uh, just slightly outdone the greatest wrestling match ever. What do you say, guys? It hasn't ended yet. It's so <laughs> oh, Lord. Actually, they're, they're in catering right now, beating the living hell out of each other at the Performance Center. I can hear. I live across the street from the Performance Center in Orlando, so I can hear it all go down. Oh, is well, Alicia Cox doing- back there? She's back there. Since they're just pulling out random highlights from all matches right now, Edge just took his face mask off and bopped Randy Orton in the face, and there wasn't wrong with anything in his face <laughs> at all. It was perfect. Oh. <laughs> but did anyone roll each other up yet and finger their butt? No, but there was an alarm clock in the pillowcase, though. I on the futon that Nia Jax bumped on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! But what a great episode, guys! Uh, Joey, thank you again for coming on. I know that this was long overdue. I couldn't think of thought of anyone else that'd be such a perfect fit with us. Oh my gosh! I was so excited to come on here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Oh my god! For those that didn't see it, Joey made this brilliant video short with Back to the Future, saying that Marty McFly needed to go back to the golden era. (laughs) <laughs> which I popped huge for. Like, I did I was too. I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, "Whoa, that's so cool!" <laughs> so I mean, Joey, you are booked and busy. Where can people find you? Oh, you can find me everywhere. I feel like I've done nothing but watch wrestling and edit for the past <laughs> week and a half. Um, but you Your can find husband. me. Oh, he is in San Francisco visiting a friend. I was like, "Babe, you picked the right weekend to do this." So. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. But you can find me um, every Sunday on my YouTube channel. Um, I produce a show called Tops and Bottoms. You can also see me all over Ring the Bell. I'm the one that's not DS that people don't like. And (laughs) then also you can find me at Joey underscore Mayberry across all social media platforms. I I mean, he's a hell of a TikToker too, folks. Don't forget that. I also heard that that you're also a, a dad bod demigod. I am the dad bod demigod. That just means that I like to work out and I like a pizza every now and again. 
<laughs> and then, uh, let's see, Ramon, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Ramon Luis Blanco Jr. And you can find me on Twitter at Ramon Luis Blanco. All right. And then, Jake, I know Total Bella's season just wrapped up. So how are you going to be filling the void on uh, Wednesday, Thursday nights now? Um, I don't know. Probably give my dog some attention. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when you're not petting Ralph, where can people find you? <laughs> Um, so you can find me on um, Instagram at Jake not Jacob Smith on Twitter at Jake isn't Jacob um, and then you can find me on my I guess monthly at this point episodes on Ring the Bell with Golden Memories um, I have a new I guess it really is like a show yeah I think there's one coming out this week maybe I don't know but um, I saw the final edit so probably so watch it um, it's gonna be on the longest title reigns yeah Right. So sadly, Lita did not win this poll. She did, she did not. She did. Neither did Sasha Banks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bless their hearts. I may have rigged it for one person to be on there who didn't actually make the cut, but I wanted to just talk about them. So I mean, are we talking about a rain that never ended? Um. Officially. No, no not that one because I would have done China for sure. But um, no. <laughs> She's French and also Canadian, so let's sleep at that. Pourquoi? Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that didn't make the list, though? Like, I was like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah. Oh, my it's... God. That was actually a good reign, too. Yeah. She was, at that, at that time, she was the one of the longest reigning champions uh, For since... five years, she was the longest reigning Divas champion. Five years. Cannabis! Bed, bath, and beyond. <laughs> she was not oh saved God. by her future husband, the Mies. <laughs> okay, quick. Sh- I know it's all about women, but can we talk real quick about the "Hey Hey Ho Ho" music video that the Miz put out? Because I love it. I have not it's so good. It's, oh, it's I so funny. Oh, the only thing that could have made it better is if Maurice popped up. That would have made it better. <laughs> She's not in it. She's not. Oh. I think, uh, listen, if but the picture she's posting, I think she's pregnant with baby number three. I'm just throwing it out there. She announces it. I called it. Yeah, she was looking a little swollen. She, no, she, her, her, her boobs are enormous. And they remind me of the, what oh, the swelling I was referring to. It's yeah, she, I was like, whoa. But I mean, kudos to Whoa. I'm sorry. That just means it's going to rain next Tuesday. It's a thirty percent chance it's already raining. Oh, that actually looks painful. Well, you know what else is painful, Jake? What? Me trying to get through a charity stream this Saturday on my Twitch channel for the Western New York uh, Peace Center. Gold, uh, at least a hundred dollars. If we get to five hundred, I'm going Dana Brooke Platinum Blonde. So make it happen, folks, for a good cause. Do it. Don't uh, you also do a Dana Brooke slash Jose Can you see? Find me on Twitter at the Jose Can you see Instagram, which I barely use. All that stuff. You could also find Molly Holly on OnlyBands.com slash Nora Greenwald. So just for goodness sake. And, <laughs> See, we will see you all next month where uh, I think we might have to try to license a certain song because I guess, Jake, we might have some bad blood. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to get some licensing on that one. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm too, oh. also too uh, we get to touch base on the 2004 WWE draft. Um, that kind of like shifted a lot, a couple things for the women, especially for one in particular. 
Um, but you'll have to tune in until next time to find out. And I think we'll also be talking about learning to lick some pies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't wait. But yeah, we will see you all next time on the Golden Air Podcast. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.